When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're on check, check, check. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Show your Dubland Podcast. Up your ear holes. Rooty holy 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 ho. Weekly see surprise I have for you. Yeah, I love that. No, that, that doesn't happen to me very often. Yeah, have a daily surprise for you. That doesn't happen very often. Um, episode 22 of the Dublin podcast. Uh, right, we're going to start with this surprise. Cool. So, so you got a surprise for me for no reason. So this, yeah, this is, you're going to, now honestly, I'm not even, I'm not talking this up, right? You're genuinely <laughs> going to love this, okay? Um, so into work where we work, the radio station that we work, thank you to 4FM for the studio. Um, I got a parcel. So it's, Addressed to Suzanne Kane Dublin to the podcast. Fantastic. Right? But it's for both of us. They, they just sent it to both of us. Oh, fantastic. Right? So, card. card. Now, one of my most favourite quotes in all of the world, which I use, especially around GA season, is, when I die, Dublin will be written in my heart. It's James Joyce. It's one of my favourite. Look at that. Oh, that's nice card. Isn't that beautiful? It's a lovely shot of the city, yeah. Gorgeous card. Right. Oh, now, I thought you got to take out a gift voucher. Let me, let me pass that over to you. Don't open it just yet. Well, just to describe it. So it's a nice, a, big, lovely, golden, glittery box. It's a golden, sparkly, amazing box and this card. And then you open it up and it says, Dublin the podcast, thank you, Grav Mahagut, which is thank you in Irish, right? So then it says, to Suzanne and PJ, you both give me so much each, work, uh, each week, 24 hours uh, of the Dublin podcast, 21 hours of I could cry laughing and ranting 21 hours of memories jogged bless 21 hours of animal facts you guys are smashing a difficult few months uh, for Mayfane uh, thanks for the laugh and keeping me smiling uh, I don't tweet but I do love chocolate and sharing is caring uh, happy Easter happy centenary obviously for the, the time of the year that it is and the year that it is from a true Dublin podcast fan uh, which is Helena Brady in Swords so hello to you right Open this box, this Open glittery the box. box. Yeah, it's amazing. Holy shit! Right, so it's packed full of goodies. Everything has a meaning in this box. This is the most incredible oh, really? thing we've ever been sent. Right, so a 1916 postcard to, for for to you know commemorate the year uh, that's in it. The year that's years. in it. Right, so there you go. On Easter week, we're getting this as this well. This is the whole point. She sent it because it's Easter week. So oh, then, savage. if you open it up, so in Yorkshire tea, because I was talking about Yorkshire tea. So you in were. light of Suzanne enjoying UK tea, that's okay. Uh, I just had to add a patriotic piece for PJ. So that's your 1916. Hey, up the rebels. Uh, Dublin City that fought the Empire and won for the week that's in it for PJ. Um, so then Vaseline. Oh dear, I <laughs> saw that. that. So Vaseline for chap lips, not for the reason that yeah. you see it. We'll both have to disagree on what Vaseline yeah, is for. Yeah, that's for your lips. Right, open also then chocolate because oh, Elaine loves chocolate. And then animal crackers. So animal Facts. Animal crackers. For animal oh, facts. For the animal facts. 
animal facts. I got those animal facts. Oh, look at that. Oh, amazing. So thank you so much. Thank uh, you so much. That is after making it? my whole day. It made my day. I think it's incredible. Great. And the most amazing, amazing um, p- uh, card with a beautiful picture of the Haypenny Bridge uh, looking down the Liffey and then that fabulous quote. But then the best letter ever to come with us. Oh, what? There's no address on it, is there? She uh, has an email address. So we're oh. going to send an email. But we're DM gonna... us on Twitter and I send you she's a pair of socks. She's not on Twitter. <laughs> Pair of socks. Uh, that's the new thing. I'm giving socks to, to certain people who tune in and engage. There you go. Well, uh, we'll send you a pair of socks. We'll send you an email <laughs> to say thank you. So I'll, I'll, I'll Snapchat a picture of it. Uh, and we'll so tweet cool. a picture. Of it. Isn't that the most amazing? Like, so, so much cool. thought. And look at that card. It's the card. I'm going to frame that. I think it's amazing. Absolutely the soundest thing ever. You made the day. Made yeah. me day. Absolutely made me day. Savage. How about Savage that? Savage crack. Isn't that good? Yeah, yeah, fair play. So thank you very much. I knew that was going to make you happy. Now you know what she's after doing, don't you? What's Which is great. What's that? She's stopping me. On, I'm on a two-week rant run. Uh, I'm obviously going to be in really good humour in this podcast. So for a change, I'm probably going to sit here and uh, have a positive mindset. You're on a rant run. Yeah, I'm on a two. I just listened to the last two podcasts, episode 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm extraordinarily ranty. And I even start the last podcast by saying I'm going to be in a good mood today and proceed to go out and uh, dog off on every single subject that uh, that comes out of our mouths. And ironically, it is early days, so... <laughs> the edge of this podcast but we're six months in and I realised I was in a, a good humour for six months and then suddenly I went on a double week rant I was on a double barrel fuel fest do you know what to be honest we're, I think we've both been I think we've both been in our horrors the past two weeks because I've been like an antichrist and you've been like, a, bit, a bit like an antichrist as well we've both had our moments but I think <laughs> I think we've had a bit of time away from each other <laughs> Bit of time away from each other, <laughs> For a better and I'm not sleep deprived today. You know? No, because you because you, you're on a break from your show and uh, 4FM and stuff, yeah. so that's good. So it's all good. So it's all good, actually. It's okay. all good. So having said that, I was nearly going to start the rant. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to start with saying, do you know what happened this week? I saw two fantastic movies for a, for a start. Really, really good movies. Okay. Uh, I saw this movie. It's ah, oh, can I remember the name of it? Ten. Something like Oh my god, I heard this on the radio and went, I have to tell PJ because it's meant to be like crazy scary. Absolutely. Nail biting proper. I went yeah, to see I The Witch. I was telling you about The yeah, Witch. We'll it was talk about that last week. Uh, yeah, an extraordinary disappointment in the fright stakes, but a good movie. But all right, whatever. The most frightening thing was me mouth with the no teeth after it. And then I went to see 10 Cloverfield Lane, which apparently is something to do with the last Cloverfield film. And had I known that, I wouldn't have gone to see it because the original Cloverfield film. It's kind of it's like the Blair Witch, but they just replaced the witch with a lizard. It is. So the lizard goes around wrecking a city instead of a witch shitting in the forest or whatever she does that okay. scares people. Uh, I was like, oh god! When I heard it was related to that movie, I was like, I'm not into this. I am absolutely not into this. I'm now not going to just sit beside a man munching or twisting a bag of crisps or sticking his flogs up his hole or whatever goes on in cinemas these days. I'm going to have to watch a movie I've no interest in. What a sweet surprise. The movie was fantastic and everyone was quiet. To be honest, if anybody was in the cinema and listens to the Dublin podcast before they went in and they saw you, they just went, shit, better be quiet. So they just <laughs> went, don't bring the food. Don't bring anything in. Oh, but I, I can't tell you about the movie because if I told you one single thing... It would give it away. It would give it away, but you have to. John Goodman, freaking. So the whole thing is, he's saying that there's been a nuclear fallout 
and she doesn't know if it's true if she's just being kidnapped and she has to figure it out uh, and it's oh, oh. you just don't know what way it's going to go very not very often I, f- I go and see a movie and I have no idea where it's leading me and I had no idea I it was like that really good. and I saw that uh, a movie I've been meaning to see for ages Black Mass about Whitey Bulger the Irish American Boston gangster yeah uh, cracker yeah. absolute cracker of I'm a movie I'm kind of fascinated by him weirdly I've like read loads of stuff online about him and stuff and I've watched a couple of documentaries and whatnot and on the Netflix same. yeah the yeah. same with me I don't know why that case in particular it's just something about the Boston Irish connection I think well. and yeah. Boston and Ireland and yeah. all of that and the fact that he took down with the FBI that mob the Italian yeah. mob and took over the city oh man what an evil horrible person but Johnny Depp totally redeemed himself I have to say Johnny Depp I go on and off him like I go on and off chocolate sometimes I'm just sick to me whole with it and other times I can't get enough of it you know that uh, and now I'm all about now he's done he's done an Easter week on me now I'd eat him like a fucking egg uh, it's a cracker of a movie it's a cracker there's something it's very an extravaganza of a movie isn't there something weird and it's something so relaxing about having your feet up in your own house Watching a fella shoot another fella. I don't know what it is. Gangster movies are like sort of meditation yeah. for men. I don't know what it is. You see the lad walking around. Hey, son of a bitch. Boom. Someone drops like a stone. You're like. <laughs> and you're like, I can understand what he did though. Yeah, yeah. I think he's doing become it all. You part of the mob. It's like, yeah, it's like sort of sort of Buddhist, you know, the violence is outside. It's on the screen and you're just sitting there minding your own business. So it was, it's nice, nice experience. I weirdly like gangster films. Like I, like A Bronx Tale is one of my favourite movies ever. Brilliant like movie. so good. Absolutely brilliant But like The Godfather's all those Scarface, they're all just. Good fellas. Yeah, the whole of, oh, they're, they're right. fantastic movies. Yeah. I don't know what it is about them. I think it's just the acting in them. I think it's the casual callous murderous sort of good humouredness of it yeah, all yeah it's like they're it's like the the wise guys they're nice yeah. guys except not they're not they're cold-blooded murderers yeah yeah do you know what I mean like and if the sometimes if you were to read stuff about Whitey Bulger in the media he's kind of almost portrayed as this you know kind of ish bad guy turn good and works with the FBI but in the reality of it he was like gruesome is not even the word for some of the things that he did a total scumbag like, he was an absolute thug a violent vicious thug and managed to like Turn you know, up. bully the FBI. Yeah. Like <laughs> he was never like I always thought he was like this informer. No. But he actually just played. He made a deal to take down the Italian mafia, and then had two FBI men in his back pocket who were afraid to fucking move because he was such a psychopathic, yeah, he was, murdering, yeah. um, lunatic, yeah. lunatic. That it's just ha- got everything he wanted. There's something about it though. But then if you meet the guy, I'd say he was as charming. That's what it is. That's what the intrigue is. This the, is the it. charming, dangerous. Horrible. It makes you want to sit in a bar somewhere in Dublin with them and just hear them tell their stories. And they probably would tell you these stories of like sheer gruesome things that they did. And you'd be like, oh, tell me, you put them in the back of a bin truck, did yeah. you? Well, well, you know, he called, he called my mom a bitch. You're yeah, like, yeah, you're right. You're fucking, you're right. Sounds, reasonable. Your drink, can I? <laughs> sounds reasonable. Sounds <laughs> reasonable. Sounds reasonable. Having said that, though, I have a bone to pick with the movie industry because now I've seen two really unique and really original mm-hmm. movies this week. Mm-hmm. It's time to stop with the remakes and sequels. Let's get them done. Okay. Let's get them out of the way. Does it, did you hear there's another Indiana Jones being made? <laughs> did you hear that? What the fuck are they even going to call it? Indiana Jones and the worn out whip or Indiana Jones and the long retirement? Indiana Jones and the, the, the non-collectible Jerry's. pension. What are they, they going to call it? Indiana Jones Escape from the Geriatric Home. Yeah, Escape from the... <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Long Road to Arthritis. Yeah, Indiana I, Jones and the Zimmer vein. Like, honest to God. The Zimmo frame. Like, I, I'm just, I have a bone to pick. Leave me childhood alone. I'm dangerously close to a rant. I'm not going to quite no, get into it. No, it's okay. But leave me fucking childhood alone. You know what I mean? Come up with an original idea. We're all getting carried away now. Remaking Ghostbusters. Touch too much. 
Get out of it. Can I, and can I also say, as a woman, right, and I know, you know, like, you're not supposed to say it, but then they tried, they made, remade Ghostbusters, and then to try and make it all a bit, it's like there's three female Ghostbusters, so then there's a... Four. But or was there four? I haven't yeah, even seen it, but four. they're all female, and then, but they're just the same as the Ghostbusters were, except in female form. It's like, it's kind of just too PC. I'm sick of ah. PC, by the way. But have you seen the trailer, even? No, I like, refuse to watch You're it. right, I though. Like, thing, it's like they just, they're, they're using this, uh, but it's for women as a but protection thing. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact it looks like a really shitty comedy. A bag of cabbages. Like, the jokes in the trailer are stuff that Benny Hill got tired of doing back in the 70s. And we 70s. all know they put the best work in the trailer. So if the, if the jokes in the trailer aren't good, you're, you're gone. There's actually a great video made of the Marshmallow Man. Have you seen I it? I do like the Marshmallow Man. And he's watching... Man the new trailer for Ghostbusters. And he sits there and you see and you hear the music at the start, you know, and he's like, he smiles and then you kind of get goosebumps because you're thinking, oh man, this oh, is, here, he goes. here we go. Because yeah. I remember this. Oh, yeah. I was alive the first time around. I was yeah, nine years it, old. Went to see it in the Stella. Went to see it in the Stella. Oh, Jesus. What a movie. Brother and Lambert. And you see the, the side, you see the thing and then you see all the shitty jokes and at the end, the marshmallow man shoots himself in the head and Slimer eats the marshmallow off his neck. Because even he, is so disgusted with what they've done. And like, let's be fair, what, what can you do to the Indiana Jones franchise that hasn't been done already? The Crystal Skull one came out and it was awful. It died on its hole. I don't know. I don't think I've watched an Indiana Jones since back in the 80s, maybe 90s, when your, you know, your older brother commandeered the remote control and he couldn't. There was no way of changing channels. If someone was in charge of the remote control in your house, which was namely my middle brother was in charge of the telly, and he just, it just wasn't worth it because he'd bend your fingers back or try and yeah. crack your knuckles. So Being a good big yeah. brother, really. It just wasn't worth it. So you just, so I, like I'd say, <laughs> Sat through like Bloodsport, Indiana Jones, some of the Star Wars is, you know, whatever was on on a Saturday while Jeffrey just sat there commandeering the telly watching Liverpool, Ga and whatever movie yeah. was on. Do you know? So there you go. That's, yeah, yeah, that's the crack. But Can I'm done, I... with it. done with it. There's just too many of them. That's all. I'm, I just want to make a point. There's too many. Original ideas, please. Yeah. I saw two original movies this week. Both of them are crackers. Keep them coming. Keep them Bleeding common. Um, can I just tell you, I went to the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Obviously, it was last weekend. Well, I bet you we've got very different stories of that night. First things first. So we were told to be in our seats for quarter past 11. Yeah. We were late. We got there at 10 past 12. It's grand. The parade hadn't started. It was meant to start at 12 o'clock. The parade was 45 or 50 minutes late starting in Ireland. Of course it was. It's to be televised. <laughs> <laughs> There's people standing at the side of the road getting a good spot. And again, it's. I just sat there going, this is as Irish as it gets now. Yeah, 45 minutes late, the parade then begins. And it was like, oh, we got... But it was brilliant, in fairness. I forgot how short the parade is. You always forget how quick it goes by. Yeah, I've never seen a full parade, so I don't it's really know. It's not that know. long, to be honest, but it was absolutely brilliant. So thank you very much to McDonald's for inviting me. Um, but honestly, it was so good. But then even getting into town was just... I loved the colour. And also I realised, as Irish people, we don't take Patrick's Day seriously enough. Like, yeah. I wore a coat with a Patrick's Day badge and I had a bit of a green scarf that was it but then we got into town and we were just met by foreigners all dressed in green white and orange and I was like we didn't think this through like we stuck out not them we yeah. stuck out so yeah it was quite the day in comparison to going home at two o'clock and having a St. Patrick's Day lunch and a few glasses of wine yeah I had a very I had a pretty different sort of a night I gotta be honest with you but it was a night like I wasn't expecting I haven't been in Temple Bar for St. Patrick's Day for years. And last week we were sitting here saying, whatever you do, don't go to Temple Bar. And I obviously just couldn't get Temple Bar oh, out of my head, right? So we went for points. Actually, I stayed out the whole night from the night before. Uh, so I went for lunch, I think, at about 12 o'clock on St. Patrick's Day. Nice. And already in the city, 
the atmosphere was getting pretty fucking electric, I yeah, have to say. it was amazing. There was kids running around. There was a lot of fun fairs going on in the street. There was a lot of sort of people doing the whole dressing up in the rising gear. Uh, it looked like really good fun. So, yeah, says, you know something? Wah, why not, Jesus? I'll have a Smittix before I go home. The fuck? I'll have a shower. I'll have a Smittix. Why the fuck wouldn't I? I mean, I'm enjoying myself, right? So I had a Smittix. I said, you know something? No point in having a Smittix on Patrick's Day without having a whiskey to, to top the hill At 12 o'clock. Uh, I was probably, I uh, had a, well, at me dinner, had food, then I had another smidix. And then, you know something, I started ringing around. A few mates arrived into town. Yeah, they did, yeah. And we were sitting in Kennedy's just off Marion Square. And then... It's a nice spot. Oh, oh, lovely spot. And it wasn't rammered. Like, no, it was you're, lovely. you're out of the main thoroughfare. We were just out of the mix. Yeah. Just out of the madness of the mental mix, you know, yeah. where the riot police are. So yeah. when you can't see riot police, you know something's going so okay, so right? Yeah. So then we says, come on, we venture into town. We go in, we have a look. We Next thing we're walking around Grafton Street and it started to get a little chaotic. A little chaotic, right? Mm-hmm. So you're starting to see there's a change in atmosphere. <laughs> but as the atmosphere changed, the age group went down. So... By the time we got into Temple Bar, there's riot cops standing around all over the place. Yeah. Now I have to say there was no trouble I saw. Just a load of really fucked up, messy, drunken kids. Not even that many foreigners. Teenagers like. Teenagers. Yeah. And they were wankered. And I don't know when it started, but it's all of a sudden, it's a new thing. Uh, obviously, for me anyway, that you dress up like a Halloween whore. Yeah, for that's, Patrick's that's Day. They all go out now, like. Green stockings up yeah. to. Green, little green has. mini skirts. Yeah. Green stockings. Yeah. Uh, and little, like, sort of shamrock titty things. Yeah. That covers their nipply bits. Yeah. And then they have. Pasties. Like, little belly tops with leprechauns on them. And I was like, how did this become a thing? They went into Dunn's and got the stuff that's actually aimed at one to two year old toddlers. Like, just, you know, like, as in little dresses. And then they just put them on full grown adults and they're very short. <laughs> as we're talking by the way just to, as we're talking about young girls running around with their hoo-has and their b-balls out and probably, like Niall Boylan is squeezing his man boobs up against the glass and he doesn't even know what we're talking I about I can't unsee that <laughs> that's something that's never gonna go he's erasing the thoughts yeah. of young teenage and drunks dropping anyway but, uh, it, but it was mad like it was absolutely fucking <laughs> <laughs> it was mad he's such a look at him Oh, look at him. He's actually have a show. His show is on now. Yeah. As we're speaking yeah. and he's rubbing his, his nipples. His man knockers off the door. <laughs> <Man knockers. laughs> um, so you're in the mixer with all the everybody dressed up. So in the mixer. And is then, this what St. Patrick died for? This, and, do you know something? He did a good job. He did a good job, I have to say. Because out on the street, mad. But as soon as you go inside the pub, it was just foreigners. And quiet. Mm. But out in the street, all teenagers locked being mental. So it was a really odd dynamic. But it was good fucking crack. It was good crack, yeah. I did feel like a bit of an elf and I felt out of place. And I was wearing fancy pants and all. I felt like you an were, You were all like dressed up. I was all dressed up from the night before though. So I probably did look like a bit of a rollover man, you know. I didn't look like I was out there doing it for religion. Okay. Let's just say that much. But um, it was But it was a good night. Yeah. I mean, it was really, it was a genuinely a good atmosphere. Was I, it one of those days? See, I think maybe they've managed it a bit better in Temple Bar now as well because they know they now know how mental it's going to be. It seems to be managed quite... Like, there's, now this thing, there's never, like, really fights around it. It's just mad. Like, it's hard to move around. But... I did see two cops trying to help a young woman in Temple Bar. And, ah, oh, I wouldn't do that job. I just... Why do you want to be a guard? What do you get out of it? Like, they had to put... 
barriers all around Temple Bar. So it was one way in and one way out. That was it. Fair enough. You couldn't walk anywhere. Central yeah. Bank area all closed off. Temple Bar Square all closed off. Because oh, they're okay. obviously trying to contain the madness of yeah. it, right? Uh, which is fair enough, because I do know. I've seen it. It's fucked, right? Uh, but I saw two guards trying to help a young woman. <laughs> and they're like, what is your name? Where do you live? Fuck off, you. <laughs> they're like... You just, they look so tired. They are. They were so tired. Like, this is whatever. Like, you know, this is only a quarter to ten. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. like, fuck off, you. They've got four more hours of this. Minimum. Oh, they, it depends what shift they're oh. on. And like, they're going, just starting. where do you live? <laughs> you fucking leave me alone. And then they, she just like, with the two guards holding up, she just pukes. Just like, Bleh! And you just look at them going, you have to help her. Like, you can't walk away now. She's on her own. Yeah. <laughs> she's literally thrown down the gauntlet of how are you going to fix this yeah yeah oh and she doesn't want your help no and you're stuck with it oh. and, like, and it's worse than if it's one of your mates you just leave them on the side of the road oh, and say yeah, yeah you hose did them it down people. and be like here's the money for a taxi hose them down hose them down but, uh, oh nightmare nightmare for them but funny if you're a spectator did you have one of those really good days though I love when it happens sometimes on a rollover and I don't remember those that well but on a rollover that when you go out and then you stay out you kind of get this it's almost like a drinking magic power do you know that one where you've gone out, you've kind of been hung over and then you've started to drink again in the next day? You know, like if you've been to a wedding and then you yeah. drink and then you actually have a really good day because you're drinking along. You're not really getting hammered. You're just enjoying it's it. It's a getting... big second wind. It's amazing. It, is, it a, is. is a magical power. So that kind of makes it even more enjoyable. But unfortunately, it does match with the level of anxiety the next day. Uh, I mean, the level of anxiety, the level of... Shamrock's crawling the please, wall. Please, how can I... If I hold my breath, will I possibly be dead in two hours? The level of that shit... After two days, when you're fucking 40, I'm 40, I'm 41 in three weeks, right? When you do two days, when you do a rollover at this age, you don't want to see 41. You don't. You're thinking, if I really hold my breath for 10 minutes, will I please be dead? Like, ah, the anxiety. Like, you're ringing people looking for Xanax. (laughs) Sniffing around like a dog in the rubbish to find a couple of blues. Oh, jeez. Like, has anybody got a Zimmo? Just a little oh, Zimmo to I get have me through. I have Zimmo. But uh, yeah, the anxiety level. It's too much. Actually, I'm thinking about giving up drinking again altogether. I did it for seven years and uh, it doesn't suit me. I just a dread. The fucking dread. That's that mean. next day dread. It's just so, it's so depressing. Like, But then you weigh it up and you say, was it good enough? Was it? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm very much on that. At the moment, I'm kind of sitting on the fence. I have splinters. Do you know what I mean? Because one part of me goes, it's not worth the downside. And then the highs of the cocktails, the highs, the highs, and then the lows. But actually, it's more for people around me. Yeah. Like it's Joey I feel sorry for in that situation because he, he has to deal with a toddler and Oshin. I could have handled it, you fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say there was a liberation. Oh, there was yeah. a big liberation, yep. There was no such thing as a man's toilet or a woman's toilet. And St. Patrick's Night in Dublin City. I it was think gone. that actually sparred from Patrick's Day. I ended up in Starbucks on Westmoreland Street and it got the queue was so bad. This was at like quarter to twelve in the day that Americans were taking it into their own hands. They were like, I am you I'm using the, the man's bathroom. I yeah. do not care. Oh, it just turned into a So thing. as the day goes on, I guess that can only get worse. Yeah, oh yeah, there's no such thing. It was just it, it's the first time I noticed it. I was in the pub uh and actually got two very unusual women's responses to things this week. Okay. Two very unusual ones. One, I'm standing there to go to the toilet. Uh, all the cubicles full. All the urinals full. So I'm standing waiting for one of the 
cubicles. As well, I know people in town. People tend to know me. So I was like, oh, yeah. hell yeah. And a lot of the time, it, it, as disgusting as it is, some of them go, are oh, you PJ? Yeah. And they'll take their hands off their mickeys and shake hands at We've me. We've discussed this in like previous that. podcasts. So if I can go into a cubicle, I'll go into a cubicle. You're right. right. Uh, and then the cubicle door opens and it's a woman. And I didn't care. But she looks at me and goes, yeah, I'm not even sorry. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Like, But she was like, yeah, I'm not even sorry. I'm not even sorry. Real thick, brassy as hell. Like as if anyone, there was women all over the fucking place. She just, she was just, she obviously thought I was giving her the pike guy. And then uh, the next day, the next day, oh no, it wasn't the next day, yesterday, uh, I'm out on my motorbike. A woman yeah. takes a U-turn right in front of me. Nearly kills me. I mean, the whole bike is jackknifed into itself. Like the back wheel is skidding bum, 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 up the road. And then my heart is racing when I stop. This is and, it. Uh, and yeah, I find I realise I'm not going to hit her, uh, I, but I stopped the bike because I got a fucking fright and my heart's racing. And I look at the woman in the car and she can't see my expression, so I shake my head. That's how I go, like, that's how I'm letting what her know. Doing? I'm like, what are you doing? Shaking my head. And she pulls up next to me and pull, rolls down the window and goes, well, I'm fucking sorry! And drove off. Like it was my fault. Uh, it's all right, you nearly kill me, but uh, God forbid I shake my head at you for nearly having doing so. So the woman coming out of the toilet, I'm not even sorry. They could just be a bit more emotional. Yeah, well, Although was... you could have made that toilet worse and just been like, you better not have left that seat down. <laughs> I should have walked in straight away and went, you want to see what she's after doing to this? The scatter she's after putting in here. <laughs> oh, well, thank God, God that's over with for another year. Yeah, it's all done, all done, Jesus. We survived. Thank God. It was great events on this week. What was I at? Went to the Dublin Bay Prawn Festival. Do you know what I love about Dublin? We can celebrate anything. It's one thing I noticed. I think it's an Irish thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anything. Oysters, prawns, jazz. I think they just sit around Patrick. and they say, right, what, what isn't being done? Yeah. And they go, prawns. Is anyone doing prawns? No, we're not doing prawns. You can have prawns, Dublin. We'll have prawns. So the Dublin Bay Prawn Festival. Where was, was that? Uh, like, Open Holt. Oh yeah, well, open hold. It was fantastic. Good. Ah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's amazing. You just sit there eating prawns and drinking. So what goes with prawns? Because you know the way the Oyster Festival is Guinness and oysters, isn't yeah. it? So what goes with prawns? Prawns is a much more versatile kind uh. of seafood. <laughs> much more versatile. I thought like just that the, you know, lack of etiquette that I have. I just eat prawns with any alcohol that I have on the table. Oh, uh, no, you're dead right. A prawn, uh, in fact, as a matter of fact, yes. as I was told by prawn experts over the weekend, there's nothing you can't do with a prawn. The prawn is the chicken of the sea. Uh, so you can have, pr- like you can do anything with them. So you I can like scampify them, have them with chips. You can piri-piri them up. I love pi- prawns. You can Portugal prawns are very piri Garlic and chilli prawns. Yeah, the old, um, you know, the fellas that still stay in their shell, but you do fancy shit to them. You can do them ones. Uh, the Italian style prawns. Nice. There's everything. Absolutely fucking everything. There. Yeah, all the walked prawns. The Chinese were out with their own prawns. The, you know, the prawn noodly, McNoodle toodles. All those ones. Oh. Hey, come eat my McNoodle toodle toodles. Yeah, McNoodle toodles. Yeah, oh, and it was absolutely marvellous. That's deadly. Marvellous. I never had so many varieties of the one food in the one place at the one time. Around. And were they all deshelled or did it depend on where you... Depended on what you're out looking for. I'd like for. the poop pipe out. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not into breaking up my own food. I'm taking them and poop piping them and all that jazz. I just like them to come... Oh yeah, well I think the least like you can prawn. fucking do is get the meat out of the shell. Yeah, like you never it's like too much to ask. Yeah, I don't. I'm not into. I, like it's like I love fish, but you know when they give you a hole of a fish, not into the hole of the fish. With the with the stuff. And yeah, the I don't want to no. be doing that. No. Surely that's your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you're cooking it. 
I've asked you for it, I'm prepared to pay for it, and then you're giving it to me, and you, all you've done is heat the fucker. It's Krypton Factor style. Yeah, all of a sudden, it's a, it's a, it's an assault course. And then yeah. you're eating so slowly, and so pickety-nickety, that um, you're never really There's stuffed. no goodness. So you end up having two cheesecakes and fucking four points just to fill up the apparently delicious fish that you had. Yeah, so yeah, most people were going for the broken prawn situation. But oh man, I'm mad. Cholesterol levels probably through the roof. Well, apparently, this is true. Prawns aren't great for your cholesterol, but ah, Jesus. They're delicious though. Yeah, <laughs> they are delicious. Do you know that yesterday, right? If you if you walk down Moore Street, right? Okay. At five o'clock, right? I was mm-hmm. walking down Moore Street yesterday at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. The bargains you can get on a basket of fruit is out. Oh, because all the street sellers are finishing up. They're wrapping up. Five bananas I got mm. for a euro. Five of them. Five fucking so bananas they... for a euro. A whole hand of bananas. Five bananas. So five bananas for, for a euro. euro. And then four oranges and yep. five apples for two euro. I bought I've, I've a whole ba- I have a veritable fruit fe- festival in my own house for two fucking quid. You're like Juanita banana. Like Conchita banana. You know the one who wears the hat. Oh, I don't know which one. Is she Chiquita? Chiquita. Could be Chiquita. I don't know. But uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, so every so often, all you need in life to cheer you up is a cheap banana. And I didn't even know that. A bargain. That's what it is. A bargain. A bargain. There's so many people, their job in life is to demotivate you every day. Yeah. Oh, everybody knows one of those. Clampers. Their job is to demotivate you. Get up in the morning. Do something to you that will fuck you off for the whole day. Yeah, it's their job. A mission in life. It's like a life mission statement. People who send out water bills, their job is to upset you. That's the only reason they wake up in the morning. It's all bad news. They wake up in the morning, they go to their job, and their boss and them sit down and say, right, demotivate these fuckers until they give in and we get what we fucking want. And then you walk down the road at five o'clock and out of nowhere, and Elwin says, here's five bananas, give us a euro. And you're motivated. And they you're... say, give us a euro, love. Give us a euro. Uh, unbelievable. They're motivated. The they look street. like they're just people selling fruit. But you know what they are? They're the fucking anti-motivation uh, vaccine. That's what they are. They're a the vaccine to the negativity of life. People that give you five bananas for a euro. Lost <laughs> shit. Speaking of Moore Street, when we were talking about this whole 1916 thing, and I was a bit like, oh... It's going to be a long year of just going on and on and on. But you know what? I've completely embraced it now. Oh, brilliant. I'm, I'm all about it. This morning I was driving into work and I was driving down the Keys and I didn't realise. Actually, maybe I just hadn't spotted it or it's only gone up this weekend with it being the Easter rising weekend. And um, But on the side of the Dublin City County Council building, there's a 30-foot oh, proclamation. No, not at Liberty Hall. Down in the Dublin City County. Do you know, like down the very... Oh, um, yeah, on uh, Wood Key. Wood Key, yeah. Down there they have like a 30-foot proclamation stuck to the side to their building and this morning I actually kind of got a bit like yeah oh, it's brilliant I, oh, it's brilliant and then you think the government were going to knock down uh, yeah, 14 to 17 Moore Street where the right leasers were Pearson and all hid out in their last no. days they were going to knock it down and put a supermarket that's in there that's where they ran from they went from the GPO yes. to Moore Street and that's where they that's where they ended up was there that was where Pierce walked out with the flag and was surrendered to the British Army. Yeah, although I can't remember the name of the woman that had to carry the order, which is terrible. Oh, yeah. Know oh, my God, yeah. She was cut she out was, of the picture. She cut was, out of the most famous yeah. picture ever. Of she Paris, carried the white flag yeah, down she the street. And she was cut out of the photograph. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know, but I can't remember her name. But they were going to, like, knock that down. So. She was a nurse, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. Mm. Oh, stupid, I don't remember her name. What are you going to do? What no, are you going to do? Anyway. Never remember things. Nah, listen, can't even remember yeah. the names of my own fucking family, so I'm hardly going to remember the names of people from history. true. They keep turning up as well. But yeah, so I'm all into it. It's going to be a great weekend. It's the big rising weekend coming now. So Easter Monday is the day. Yeah. Great old crack. 
You can celebrate this shit now. We're not doing too bad overall. You know what I mean? Like generally when you think about it, when you think about Ireland, you think about, it's very easy to turn around and say, this is a shithole. And you hear the lot. You hear the lot. You hear Irish people say it like Americans would never say about the rock. Oh no. Shithole this and shithole fucking that. The truth is, it's a hundred years this year since a stand was made. Mm. It's a lot less since we're independent. And those young people, like fucking young people, were handed a country. Yeah. People in their early 30s, and they didn't really know what to fucking do with it. So yeah, they made a fatal mistake, and they says to the oldest people they knew were the church, and they says, "You, we need you to give us a hand out here in the church. <laughs> oh, Jesus, weren't they too fucking keen? But still, it was the only way we could have turned. And things got bad. They got pretty fucking bad. But then you look at, in the last 50 years alone, where we've gone, what we've progressed into. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've gone from being pretty much a state that was run by their church into the ground, discriminatory, awful history, how women were treated in mother and baby homes, how the the ridiculous expectation of fucking men in their own communities, like just the nonsense that went on. But how they've grown from that in one lifetime. In one lifetime, we've gone from that, one, one single lifetime, we've gone from that to being the first country in Europe to have marriage equality. We've gone from that to be the first country in Europe to, to figure out Health things, simple things like fucking smoking with kids in cars. Wrong. You know, we've gone to, you know, we've, we've exported so much intellectual, intelligent, educated people all over this fucking world that contribute so much. And they come here and work here. And they come well. here and work here. In 50 years, 50 years we've done it. 50 years. When I was in school in the early 80s, they told us, if you don't learn another language, you're never going to get out of this shithole. That's what our teachers fucking told us. And you look at this place now, you look at what's going to happen this weekend. Oh my, it's hard not to be proud of the place. Yeah, yeah we've got fucking big problems. Yeah, that's, homelessness is, is needs to be dealt with and a lot needs to be dealt with. But we're no worse off than anywhere else. And we're the youngest country in Europe independently, uh, as far as Western Europe's mm-hmm. concerned. And if you ask me, there's not a lot out there that's fucking better. There really isn't. There really isn't. I feel a lot of pride on these weeks. I do. I genuinely yeah. do. We've yeah. got some big problems, but we're not living in a shithole. Mm. We're not. Not having it. Think about what you love, not what you hate this weekend. That's a big... That's my oh. message. Think Jesus, that's my you message. really are on a love buzz this week. I am. <laughs> back to normal. It's probably not comedic, but I'm back to normal. I really oh am back God. to normal. <laughs> uh, hello to Mark Robinson from Leeds, married to an Irish girl called Sarah. He's living in like Doha or Abu Dhabi or somewhere like that. So hello to you because he listens. He's, he's, a lot of people have spent a lot of time going backwards in podcasts. So hello to you. Going backwards on podcasts. <laughs> like as in, <coughs> excuse me, they joined us like at maybe 21 or 20 and then they've all gone. So you're getting tweets about Justin Bieber's Mickey. Um, <laughs> about Hitler costumes and whatnot it's very random so at Suzanne Forfam at, at PJ Gallagher at Dublin Podcast or Twitter accounts and I put it out on Dublin Podcast if you wanted to ask us any questions about what you want to hear us talking about and two came in one of them came from Gwen Rivers uh, and she says why is decorating your house for Easter suddenly a thing Easter trees and ornamental eggs uh, to be honest I've never heard of this but if you're one of those people if you're out there doing that we're not going to get along we're not going to get along because I don't know how, I don't even understand the basics of decorating your house for Halloween. Why you take a fucking bush into the house, stick it in the corner. That's Christmas. Oh yeah, well Christmas, sorry, I'm getting all confused. Well, what are holidays. Yeah. <laughs> You'd never make it in the States. Uh, PJ. What are you doing Halloween with that? Halloween supposed to have ghosts up. <laughs> yeah, Halloween tree. I don't even get the whole Christmassy shit is what I mean. So I can't, if there's someone out there decorating their house for Easter, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. And you're doing too much. You're doing too much. Eat an egg. Eat a fucking egg. Yeah. 
Eat and enjoy it. And that's the end of it. Eat an egg for... It's the one day of the year you get to decorate your house. Uh, not dec- it's the one day of the year you get to eat chocolate for breakfast. And no one can ask you a question and it's fine. You don't need to decorate that shit. That's shit we should all be ashamed of in our personal little guild holes. Uh, and enjoy it. <laughs> and I will do that. I will eat chocolate in the bed in my little guild hole. But, but that's I definitely what you have to do for Easter Sunday. Everybody knows the main rule. The number one rule of Easter Sunday is that you're allowed to go down the minute you wake up, get your Easter egg, bring it into bed and sit there and eat it. That's the rule. That's the rule. Everybody no decorations. Just eat your egg in quiet, guilty pleasure in your own bed. Talk to nobody. Do it all. Although this is really uncomfortable because I could show you a picture of my mum's dining room last Easter Sunday. Oh, and what? what, There's eggs everywhere, is there? It's just totally decorated. It's not for Easter. (laughs) Okay, explain it to me. What do you decorate? What do you do? Do you put Jesus jumping out of the grave or what's the decoration? What cave, not a grave. Whatever you jumped out of. I don't know much about it. I don't. I've never seen that particular zombie movie. But what what exactly did he do? Well, he no, moved a rock and ran around the place, did he? He's, yeah, the, essentially that's, he was, that's what he did. No, it's not. It's The whole Jesus thing is a different side to the decorating. The decorating thing comes parts of bunnies and eggs and everything else in between. That's what the decorating thing. So we have everybody, like again. Um, so there's no Jesus in the decorations then? No Jesus you focus in the decorations. On the rabbits. We focus on the rabbits and the egg. Well, no, just the dining room was done. Well, I'm with Gwen Rivers on this when I say for feck's sake, Suzanne, for feck's sake. Just <laughs> <laughs> me mind over a fucking rabbit. Stop being cantankerous like me. Embrace it. It Um, sounds like... What's your other question? uh, Dan Roberts says, I'd love to hear PJ's take on SeaWorld and the decision to cease the breeding of orcas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Dan, I'm happy you fucking asked, Dan. Dan, we were going on so well. Because I tell you one thing. Fuck SeaWorld and all that sails in it. Uh, It's like a totally tokenistic gesture. It's not just about the orcas, right? I'm not, I, I eat fish, fish are the morons, but you get to a level of things that lives in the sea and they're not morons anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, and sticking, there's still the issue with the dolphins, the dolphins in there don't want to be in there. They don't want to be jumping through hoops for tourists. There's no argument in the world that says they're in the place they should be in. Uh, it's craziness. Tourists paying in to watch uh, dolphins and um, those killer whales doing all those things are just not thinking their way through it. It's not a con- conservation centre. I'm all for zoos, good zoos. Uh, because conser- conservation is such a big thing now. Yeah. Need it. Has to happen. We, so it's, we're at a stage where if we have no zoos, we lose species. But SeaWorld is nothing into it. SeaWorld is a theme park. It's a fucking theme park. It's a big shitty circus in the water. Uh, and this thing is a total tokenistic gesture. Just getting rid of the orcas is, isn't enough. Stop getting seals to go around and fucking water sk- ice skating or whatever they do. You know what I mean? The seal doesn't want to do that. When you're in there, SeaWorld, and there's a seal and he's got like... A pair of fucking glasses with bobbly eyes on and he's clapping <laughs> for crackers. He doesn't want... He wasn't built to do that. Inside he's dying. Inside that seal is thinking, get close enough, fucker, and I will kill you stone dead. I will eat your fucking head. I'll eat your face off, you prick. Get close. He's only putting the clown hat on to build trust so we can get you. That's all he's doing. <laughs> he's the poodle of the sea world and he's waiting to bite your ass off. And fair play, you know the day he gets you? Good enough for him. And those those whales, I mean, they never should have been there. There's one of those whales in there has killed three people. Yeah. It's not the whale's fault. And they blame, but they blame... He's a serial killer whale. He's a serial killer whale. And it's and you know something? He's the only serial killer in the world. That's right. He's fighting for his freedom. He doesn't want to be in there. He's not a performer monkey. He's a whale. He deserves to be free in the ocean. They, you know, they're not animals that do well in captivity. It's like tigers in the circus. You can't 
they're they're makes no sense isolated creatures. They don't like being rammed together. Nobody likes being in the cage, you know. No. So fuck Sea World. Yeah, that's what I think, Dan. Oh, it's a nightmare. It makes me feel guilty about the shit that used to be in zoos. Do you remember when Dublin Zoo used to have an alligator? Do you remember him no. or a crocodile? And he was in a box, no shit, the same size as himself. Just about. A couple of inches either way. I don't remember He that. sat in that box for years. And I mean fucking years. And there was about three euro, three pound and ninety pence and change on the top of his head from Youngfellas throwing change over the fucking perspex at him. Can you imagine? He's effectively a dinosaur. He's one of the longest living, surviving animal creatures on the face of the earth. He's got a history that predates humanity. Mm. And he's sitting in a box the same size as himself with change on his fucking head. <laughs> I mean, what an insult to do a, to a killing machine. Imagine, that's like having Chuck Norris. With his Norris. jaw probably yeah, well, taped. Oh, prob- I don't know. I honestly don't fucking know. But can you imagine? He's lying there, dreaming of a jungle he's never seen. And he's got a Dublin accent, if anything. So he's in there like, Oh, Wimboy, oh, Wimboy, oh, Wimboy, oh, Wimboy. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like Damien Dempsey. He'd be like, in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps till night. I mean, that's actually a good song for him to do. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps till night. That'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I want to do that with David Dempsey now. Okay. You know that? What's the other verse? Hush uh, now, darling, don't fear my darling, the lion sleeps till night. <laughs> He's dreaming in the jungle, singing in this Dublin accent. It can't move anywhere. Ah, fucking terrible. Killing machine. Wonderful creatures. Wonderful creatures of the world. And fairness, Dublin Zoo don't do like they're they they're very much into Dublin Zoo is amazing now. Yeah. It's actually amazing. It's one of the best days out in Dublin to go to Dublin Zoo. It's incredible. Like yeah. so advanced. What it used to be a bit of a kip. Back in the day. Yeah, not anymore. No. So vast. We went to see the elephants there and we met Jerry, who I call the zookeeper, but he's actually technically not the zookeeper, but just because I've seen him on loads of mov- on loads of the TV. TV stuff, I think he has a proper like name and title. And I'm like, hey, Jerry. He's yeah, like, no, there. Um, can I give you an animal fact? <laughs> yes, please. First though, animal facts, animal facts, I got those animal facts. Animal facts, animal facts, I got those animal facts. Yo, yeah. What is it? What have you got? Now, this may not be factually correct because I couldn't source it online, but I just randomly saw something on Facebook. So then again, it may not. Like, you don't believe everything you read on Facebook. But allegedly, you can. <laughs> like, is this actually an animal oh, fact? Jesus. You can, pregnant women listening to the Dublin podcast. Yeah. You can donate your placenta e. to the Garda canine unit to train dogs so that they can sniff for dead bodies. Shut up. This is an actual fact. Where did you get this? What is the source of this incredible animal fact? I saw it on Facebook last night. Oh no! (laughs) And then I fell asleep before I got to really, really look into it, right? But, allegedly, you can yeah, you can donate your placenta. It may or may not be factually correct, but take that and run with it. That's a dark animal fact. But it's not really, because if you think about it, it's kind of like a bit vomity creepy, but also kind of a bit cool. It's kind of cool, but... I like, do a... not think it's kind of a bit cool, because like, unless you're one of those people who eat your placenta or whatnot, because there's air around... Um, but otherwise it just goes... I don't even know where it goes, because to be honest, I wasn't paying attention at that point. I, was, I had been through enough, so... 
You, if you were into it, you could go, can you hang on to that there if you want to drop it into the guards? I, well, you wouldn't drop it into a station, surely. Imagine the look the guard would give you. You I, walk into your local cop shop. Yeah. Hey, I have a, this here for you. What is it? Oh, it's a cut, cut of beef for the lads. No, it's Liver. placenta. It's uh, to train the dogs. They'd be like, what? I don't know, but I think it will be worth it just for the crack to see what happens. <laughs> so if you are due and with baby and it's something that you want to do, maybe research it before because you could get locked up. But yeah, how about that for an animal fact That's in a... your face? Let me Google that. That can't be. There you go. Number one is does placenta take like chicken and five other things you can do with your placenta in Ireland. Uh, so blah, 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 blah. You can donate your placenta to the canine search unit. This was a totally new one for me and I saw, but it makes perfect sense. Human remains detection canine unit use dogs to track, retrieve the remains of missing persons. The natural scent of your placenta will help train a dog, obtain a wide spectrum of scent source, help recover those who are lost, missing and have disappeared. A noble use for your placenta if ever there was one. For more details, they're available here. Leash Civil Centre, sorry, Leash Civil Defence Canine Unit Facebook page. Oh, my God. I'm absolutely blown away. That is the animal fact of the Dublin podcast so far. Uh, That's incredible. Uh, Thank you. I'm absolutely blown away. Uh, That is absolutely incredible. There's dogs out there learning. (laughs) Holy shit. Mind the baby. (laughs) I found on that. So thank you very much to their website. Wow. That's kind of amazing. I love finding shit like that out. That's amazing. Because how I suppose would you train it? I suppose, you know what I would have imagined? That it's like, you know what, when they cut hands and limbs and all off. That they would have maybe used them or something. Oh, I would have probably thought that you did it with, I don't Who know, cut? sausages or something. No, because they smell like food. They don't smell like people. Yeah, I don't know, but They're I suppose... not searching a missing chicken. Missing <laughs> <laughs> pig. Sue the pig from the Vodafone ad has gone missing if you've seen her. Now, here you go, Sparky. Chase the sausage. Oh, God, you just gave me like this terrible thing. So you're sitting at home, you're watching Crime Watch and the guard comes on. We're looking for a man who has been missing for the uh, the guard of dogs around the team. Have you found anything? Unfortunately, we have not found any people, but we have found a packet of rashers, uh, two black puddings, a bag of sausages, and a wild pig. We have enough. <laughs> we have enough for our barbecue for the summer. Yes, yeah, so that's going to keep the search going for another few days. <laughs> oh Jesus! They're well fed. Yes, yeah, so there you go. There's my animal fact. Great animal fact. Tremendous animal Thank fact. Thank you. Jesus, I'm really I'm have proud to work of that. Hard for that next week now. Yeah, there I have you to go. Say. I throw the baton back to you now. You've kind of blown my animal facts out of the water. Yeah, because I'm good like that. Oh, it was Nerd Day yesterday. Oh, jeez. It was. It was an international Nerd Day yesterday. It right. was. Because uh, it was the day that the, all the nerds get together, uh, sit at their TV screens or computer screens or whatever it is nerds watch. Maybe it's globes or something. And see what porn. the Apple company are going to reveal. You know, it was that day where Apple bring out the exact same version of what was out the day before. Smaller. And all the nerds lose their shit. They're like, ah, oh, what are we going to see? What are we going to get? And they basically, this year, oh, it's marvellous. Have you seen it? You'd never guess what it was to look at it. <laughs> to look at it, you wouldn't know what it was. Ah, oh, does it, it? It looks exactly like an iPhone. Exactly like an iPhone. So it's an iPhone 4, basically, what I can deduce from... It's an iPhone SE, yeah? Yeah. It's an iPhone SE is what they're calling it. What they're calling it. The nerds are calling it that. You and me are calling it an iPhone 4 that does what a 6 does. Yeah. Because it's it's the size of a 4. It just does with us. It's just another... Man, that company went... That hit the rails, didn't it? After your man Jobs or Jobs. What's his name? Jobbies. After Jobbies died, that was the end of it. It was like, they haven't... Done that new, really? Sure, they haven't. They've just no. done different variations of the same shit over and over, again. over and over and over again. So, what are they going to do next? They say they're going to release a car. I believe that when I see it. Imagine a car you couldn't get wet. <laughs> Imagine a car you couldn't get wet, or a car. <laughs> yeah, that, 
Or a car that has battery life that only gets you down to the end of the road and back. See, this is the other thing about iPhones. Like, for starters, I'm delighted for the nerds, right? Because for first time in their life, it, they've been told smaller is better. Okay? Yeah. So I think everybody needs a bit of that in their life, just to make them see, feel a little bit more adequate about themselves. Obviously, as a man, I totally agree. So there you go. Uh, and number two, also, my, see, iPhone, they start... It's Big Brother's watching, right? Because I have an iPhone 5. I need to upgrade my phone. And then, anyway, long story short, I haven't got around to it. So then I went, oh, I'll just get this new one when it comes out. I'll just upgrade to that because it's not as big and clumsy as the 6, right? Yeah. But my iPhone is bullying me at the moment. Three times a day I have to charge this. Three yeah. t- Because it's bullying me into making me get a new phone. It's bullying me with battery life. Ah. Like, I'm being bullied. I actually could take a case. Actually, you could, yeah. I could bring this to the court because Americans take case for, like, lesser shit than this. But I am essentially... Yeah, fucking harassment. Yeah, I'm being harassed by, by my iPhone. Phone. Yeah. Constantly needy. Looking for power. Now, and do you know what else I've noticed about Apple over the last couple of years? Do you remember the way it used to give you the option? It was like, uh, there is new software available. Would you this like to it? download it? And yes or no. Now it's now or later. Yeah. So the option, the go fuck off button is gone. No like it's long is. gone. That's gone. Now it's uh, now or later. Because you and me both know this is going to fucking happen. So when is it going to happen? That's what your phone's saying to you. This is what's happening. So, the, oh my God, there's now I have two cases. So number one, I'm being essentially assaulted in relation to the battery side of things and then the harassment is continuing with the software update. Oh, well, let me tell you what, what how it gets worse in all of this is that because the, I have no music on my phone. No music. Nothing. Don't have room for it. Don't have there's and there's not even that much shit on my phone. But then it's now like going, there's not enough room on your phone to upgrade your phone and upgrade all your apps. Yeah. There you go, you more see. More harassment. More harassment. More harassment, I'm telling you. And the nerds I'm, lose I'm their shit. Nerds love all I'll this shit. Because nerds, if you sit with a nerd though, he'll tell you how there's a he'll go, there's a simple way of getting around it, actually, Suzanne. If you just do it with your and you put it on a and then nerd wars are incredible. Because last night I just had a quick little buzz around the internet on the forum. See what's going on. Yeah, there's a new iPad, a new phone. Exactly what we fucking knew was coming, right? So of course all the Samsungites, the Samsungites, they went batshit. It's like tribes. Oh, it is like tribes. Oh, it's like fucking war. It's like civil war out there. So the Samsungites were like, oh God, Apple's still doing what we were doing in Samsung like fucking eight years ago. Oh, Apple's so good. Just because of the user interface, these people won't even give it any time. And all the Apple heads are like going, it's not exactly the same for a start. The the interface is slightly different. And the uh, new iOS fucking shoved up your hole is coming in six months time. And it's what, they're so passionate about it. Mm. They're so passionate about it. But to you and me, I want something with WhatsApp and fucking music. That's all, that is all I want. I don't give a shit who makes it or what it does. In fact, the more able my phone is for real life, the less able I am to cooperate in real life. Because I never realised I didn't fucking like people until I had a phone. I couldn't get enough of people until I had my own phone. Couldn't get enough of them. I knew everyone's number off by heart in my head. I, I... Called up to people's houses at random. I would think of someone and say, Jeez, I haven't seen them in ages. Now, friend. someone calls me and I look at my phone and it's like, I hope my arse falls out before I can answer it. I'd do anything. It, and the, it, like the constant communication, the notifications, emails. It's like, it's like, it's, it's turns your mother into your own stalker. It's, it's becoming, it's a madness. It's a madness of over communication. Is that well, why you didn't reply to my WhatsApp? I don't, did I not? <laughs> there you go. 
I to be honest, since like cause since I quit here, my phone's been off. I I have this move. My new my move is always turn the plone. Oh, turn the plone. Well, get your plone. Get is your plone. I don't like plones. So put your plone yeah. on airplane mode. Yeah. And then put the Wi-Fi on, but leave the phone on airplane mode. That way, no one can text you, no one can ring you, but your buddies can still give you the old WhatsApp. That's my sort of way of carrying my phone around. Now it makes me extremely anti-social. But yeah, but that's gonna you. Do. Yeah, but that is me. Yeah, yeah, that's me. But I, I like. You know what I realised about myself? I love small talk. I love small talk. I'm not good at actual talk. You know what the hell? Hey, how's it going? What's crack? Woo! Yeah, go on. Hey, what are you doing? What's your name? How's things? How's the missus? Not so bad. Never matter. Woo! Go on. Have a good day. I love all that. I love all that shit. You know how you talk to a taxi driver yeah. or a lad you've never met? Yeah, when you're bumping into a woman and you're fucking just hanging around. All this stuff. I love all that. I would do that all day long. As soon as it comes into, you know, but so what are you doing later? Oh, oh Jesus. You know that? People ask me how... It's a miracle we get through this every week. Oh, you know, people, how's your ma? Oh, Jesus. You don't care. Why are you asking me? Come on. Come on, we both know you don't care. Come on. Get off now. Stop it. Some Let's stop pretending it. we're going to meet up. You know the whole, oh, we should... Well, are you around during the week? Yeah, I am. I am around during the... I'm, I'm around during the week, but we're not meeting up. We have to play the game. We have to play the let's meet up during the week game. Are you around Wednesday? Oh, I'm not around Wednesday. What about Thursday? Oh, no, I'm not around. Oh, you're Whereas we all just want to go, we don't want to fucking meet you. I don't want to meet you. This is an incidental conversation. We're both, let's be honest, we're both really disappointed we met each other. We like each other. We're good friends. I feel like this is like some type of podcast breakup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Phones, man. Better off you. I, I have no idea how you transitioned from phone to not wanting to meet up with somebody on Wednesday. So whoever they are, I'm sorry. <laughs> he knows who he is. Oh, oh I'm dear. the mouth. It's me. It's all my fault. Well, I know it as is. always. The as mess always. is never somebody else. That's what I've realised as well. I'm the mess. I am my own social construct. I am all the things I don't like in the universe. Okay. Yeah, it's never anyone else's fault. People are just doing their thing, and here's me getting all stressed out over it. Oh, that's all I fucking know. Barber shops have changed for the better. I'll give you that much. That's one thing. Technology is getting to a point where you can feel quite excluded, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I noticed there's a lot of new bar- barber shops are the thing, right? Mm-hmm. The new way, It's the new place for people to hide from all of that. You know, get rid of your phone, have a real conversation. Like I'm saying, that lovely small talk. You know, that small, in, have, how's it going? Go on anywhere on your holidays, do Nobody's, you have for the weekend? Everybody's talking. Nobody's saying that. It's lovely. It's a lovely little place to be. White noise. It's like a noisy meditation. Mm. Uh, and I've realised hipster bar... I was really... I've been knocking hipsters for years. I'm into it now. I get it now. I get it. I totally Now that get it. it's going out of vogue, you're... <laughs> yeah, now that it's finally over. I'm on... I'm jumping. all of your rants. Now it's time for me to grow a beard. <laughs> you got your yeah. hair cut anyway, I see. I got my hair cut. Last week, you, you kind of had like a bit of a jerry curl going on. I did, yeah. I was like a microphone head. I looked like a, I looked like a microphone that had hair stuck in. That mm. you ran along a dog's back was how I looked like. Uh, but I went to... That's, and that's what thing. I went into a, a hipster barbershop, say, right? Okay. Because uh, there's so many of them. And I always I was pretty snooty about this because there's so many barbershops open and everyone in them looks the same. So to me, they look like guys who just were too shit at tattooing so they just decided to cut hair instead, right? Very fucking judgmental attitude on my part, but that's what I thought. Hello to the barbers and the tattoo artists listening in. Yeah, so I went in to a barber shop like this, all little mustachios, you know, the trendy little, yeah. little uh, airman's mustaches, all the black and white tattoos all over them, um, you know, little dainty shoes. Buns. No man buns, funny enough. No. That would have been a touch Very too well much. Very well groomed. 
All very well groomed. Mm. Oh, the smell of these lads. They oh, smell yeah. better than the first girls I kissed. That's the truth. They smelled the smell of kiss off them. They smelled of kiss. They smelled of mooch. Actually now smelled there's of mooch. mooch off them. They smell of owl mooch off them. Yeah, telling you. Okay. If there wasn't for the moustaches, I might have asked a couple of them out. That's the truth. Right? Uh, and Don't I walked in. moustache stop you. And something that happened, so, something happened that's never happened to me before because I never thought it was a thing because men look after themselves now. Okay. And, and the guy turns around and goes, do you have an appointment? I was there, no. He says, oh, we're booked out. You have to have an appointment. Is there in a fucking barber shop? Was exactly what I said, right? In a fucking barber shop like that. All young people, and of course they all started laughing. Who's the cranky old bastard that just said in a fucking barber shop? Exactly like that. I can still hear myself saying it. All the young people look around and they're giggling. There's kids there, really well groomed kids in school jumpers that have made appointments. School jumpers, and they've made appointments to get a haircut in a fucking barber shop. That's all they hear, right? So one of the lads who's laughing says, that look, I'll fit you in. I'll fit you in. Right? <laughs> and I'm standing there very self-conscious now at this stage. Of course I'm you like, are. You're just made a chin yourself. Yeah, I did. And I'm, for, and I'm 20 years older than everybody in there, right? Yeah, so, okay. so I'm not, And I'm still sitting there. You know, fucking barber. I'm texting me mates. I'm in a bar. I'm in a the walking into a place to say you need an appointment. In a fucking barber shop, right? And uh, as I'm standing there with no appointment in a fucking barber shop, uh, all these kids are going up and they're asking for like named haircuts fades fades some of them are asking for and look at, you know those things like I don't know what there's about three palms palms and fades all these names and then I stand up and I'm just there going <laughs> can you just put a bit of shape into it <laughs> and he's like what do you mean I said I don't know like just put a bit of shape into it and he's never had someone come in they didn't want an actual haircut, right? Uh, so I see the lowest amount that they can charge is tw- or the, that they do charge in this fancy fucking barber shop is yeah. 20 euro, right? Right. Uh, he does my hair. <laughs> that'd be a tenner because it took him like five minutes. <laughs> what constitutes this? Like, what did he, what did you get for your money? Because you see, I didn't want anything off the top because it was short enough, but right. I had bushy sides. I get these bushy sides because I don't really grow hair so much as um, wire wool comes out of the side of my head. Right, gotcha. Right? I have a nonsensical head, right? And it starts from the hair and works down. So I have a nonsensical head. So the only way to, for me is every second haircut, I get a bit off the top, and every other haircut uh, has to come off the sides and the back. Or else okay. I just end up with a beard on the back of my head. It's an unusual look, right? At Your the best hair of is off kilter, but if you if you committed to appointments with said barber, he he'd have you. You could get a fade and this is or it. a pom pom. And this is it. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I don't feel so irrelevant. You know, there's a young man who smells a kissing. Uh, oh yeah. He's offering me a beer. You can get a beer in the barber shop. There's a game of pool while you're waiting. Hipster kids are sitting around. Do you know what the best thing about hipsters is? They're too cool to talk to people. It's glorious, right? I think you so, found your cult. Oh, it's amazing. So I'm just chatting away with the hipster cutters, the hair cutters, the barbers. And they probably don't want to be chatting too much, but they're just being polite. Yeah, and they spend time on your head. Like, I go normally to a fellow, I won't say his name because it's not fair, but I go down, he <laughs> can't get me in a real quick enough. Like, he sits me down, <laughs> sends me off to war, right? These lads are with cutthroat razors and they're like, you know, cutting a bit, asking me questions. Such and such, how long would you like your locks or? How long would you like a fucking lock source as a lad in a barber shop? Ah, oh, all of a sudden I feel pampered. I feel fucking pampered. And I'm starting to think, you know, it might be 10 euro more than I'm used to paying, but I'm fucking paying it again. I might even come in for an L shave the next time, I'm thinking. And I start thinking. Did they ask you about your hair care routine? 
Uh, no, they looked at me and knew that there's certain <laughs> questions you don't ask an idiot. They knew by looking, you know. They're easing you into this. They're easing me in, and they were so open armed about it. I'm, I'm going to fancy barbers in future. Okay. It was, a, it was a lovely day out for the price. Twenty euros expensive for a man to get his hair cut, but I have to say, it's worth every penny. Oh, it's glorious, glorious experience, glorious experience. I'm just thinking that I think that's the norm, though. Like if you go to. I'm thinking where Joey, the barber's Joey goes to, and it's kind of a cool barber's. Yeah. But Oshin gets his haircut there, who's one and a half. Like his haircut's 15 quid. Is it? <laughs> I've never paid more than a tenner for a haircut. Oshin has a lot of hair, to be fair. Yeah. Never but paid like, more. But they, like, it's like a whole experience. It's an experience. And do you know something? You're Nail in it. Head. You're right. It I is an experience. I bet you they do all facials and whatnot, though. I'd say that, like, did you do the hot towel? Cutthroat razor. You can, you can and do that if you want, head yeah. Massage head massage. Yeah. He says you fucking. He says if you do it another day, we give you the full job. We can give you the head massage. Head in a fucking barber shop. A head massage. A massage. Yeah. In a barber shop. Yeah. Normally, there's a fella smoking out the door. I can, you know what I mean? And all they have is just a clippers. A, a clippers. And someone's saying, come on, hurry up. I want to put some money on the horses next door. Like, it's a rush. You're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. This is, this is and like... And a bench with lads just queuing to go next. Yeah, exactly. This was, ah, oh, it's a new experience. But you're totally right. I'm going full hog. Do you know? I'm going full hog. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to get myself a shave, a head massage, the whole shebang. It was a glorious experience. Jesus, I've been misinformed for a long time. You'll be talking fashion with them before you know where you I'm are. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you'll see, I'll be in here next week and bearding the loafers. A set of loafers. They well, love a loafer. Oh, they love a loafer. Loafer, yeah. no sock, skinny jean. I love a loafer. Now, I can't go full skinny jean because I'm just too old. You can't put full skinnies on. I like, a, I like a slender jean, but you can't go full skinnies at 41 because... Stranger things have happened, PJ. They this have. Could happen. This could, you, I, I feel you're already on that slope and where we go from here, it's, it's honestly, it's going to be an adventure. <laughs> In four weeks time, I'm going to be doing the podcast and you'll be like, can you call me Patrick Joe from now on, please? Yeah, Penelope Jack, please. It's not, it's or just pineapple juice. Just call me pineapple from now on. This whole Paddy Joe thing just didn't work out for me at all. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. And the Chihuahua, we're calling him Nacho. <laughs> I love that. Nacho. Nacho, Nacho <laughs> the Chihuahua. <laughs> Yay. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's me, I think, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I Any think heroes of the week? Uh, Jason Bourne. He was, uh, I owe this guy an awful lot. I went to see him on, oh, I don't fucking know, last week I went to see him. Uh, he was in Vicar Street. Mm. Uh, what an amazing stand-up comedian. He's so good. He is, and I owe this guy pretty much everything. Not only did he teach me to ride motorcycles. He got me into stand-up comedy. So this is, can we just have a quick for people? So I'm like, because anybody even listening in the UK or anywhere in the world, pretty much everybody knows who Jason Byrne is. Yeah. He's such a funny comedian. But you guys worked together. Across the road from here, where we're sitting right where, now. Yes, yeah, so you worked so in like a warehouse. We're in Dockland, Dublin at the moment. Right, and it's it's bleak. And it's bleak. Yeah. Or, and it was even more bleaker back then, 20 yeah. years ago, right? Uh, and that warehouse, which is now derelict across the road from us right now, that I met Jason Byrne in there. Uh, he told me he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. At the time, I had no idea what that even meant, if I'm honest with you. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, and then he started booking himself for gigs. He started offering me sketch things in his gigs because he didn't really want to do them on his own. Mm. He recruited me into stand-up. He brought me into stand-up, kicking and screaming. And every good habit I ever had on stage was taught to me by Jason Bourne. The guy is my Mr. Miyagi. Like, he's my mentor. Wow. And then I went to see him on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's just every time I see him, I learn something. It's a master class. He's an absolute master class. And a lot of people look at us and say, you and Jason are very alike. Uh, it's only because he taught me pretty much everything I fucking know. Mm. That's really is. That's what it comes down to. Uh, and every time I see him, it reminds me, it reminds me how lucky I am 
that I ended up walking across the road fixing plugs, you know, that I left school at 16 and ended up over there. And of all the places in the world I could have ended up working, uh, I don't know what I'd be doing. I'd be eating porridge in, in Mountjoy Prison, probably. Uh, <laughs> but I ended up across the road and this guy pretty much bullied me into doing stand-up to the point where he just forced me to do it and kept at me and kept at me and kept at me. And then all of a sudden you're talking shit for a living. Uh, and that's a pretty privileged place to be at. And I seen him. I was just like, oh man, I got lucky. He's I got so good. lucky. And he's such a decent dude and such an amazing stand-up comedian. I just, I got this overwhelming moment where he's trying to go, the way things could have worked and all because of this guy, he is kind of my lifetime hero really when you put it that way. So Aww. here of the week, Jason Bourne. Uh, just uh, once again, unbelievable. And there was another comedian there that night uh, said to him, would you ever take someone under your wing? And he goes, I fucking did. And he pointed <laughs> at me. So obviously I was a pain in the hole and he's never going to do it again. <laughs> So I'm sorry I ruined it on everybody else. Because you obviously said something to him about the Dublin podcast and you just, because he tweeted up for Jesus sake, will he ever listen to this podcast? It was almost <laughs> like my younger brother's just racking my head. I but, know, because he didn't even name tag it or anything. No, he, I was just just like, he was like, Jesus, just listen to the, but it made me laugh. He's, and I, he's one of the best comedians I've ever seen live. Vodafone Comedy Festival, which is coming up in July again. Yeah. Uh, I went and honestly, like, I, I, Honestly, thought I may have wet myself at one point. I was just so funny, but the, there was a person behind me chuckling, like really like having kind of has a beer in their hand, chuckling and laughing, and they were like really, really laughing along. And I turned around, and it was John Bishop, and he'd come in and was just standing at the back, just yeah. watching his gig. And I'm like, John Bishop is pissing himself laughing, like. And when you can make like him make a new laugh, when you can make another comedian laugh, I think you probably have something. You have the magic formula. I think so. I think when you're a comedian's comedian, you're doing something right. At Dublin <laughs> Podcast is the Twitter. At Suzanne4FM and at PJ Gallagher are Twitter handles. Justin Bieber's coming to uh, Dublin in <laughs> Justin Bieber's coming to Dublin in November. Do you think he and his Mickey would come on our podcast? I don't think so. Should we get everybody who's on Twitter to tweet Justin Bieber and say that Suzanne and PJ want his Mickey to come? Yes, definitely. Please do that. Please tweet Bieber and say his Mickey is welcome very much at the Dublin podcast. And at the Dublin podcast. Please do that. Yeah, okay. I have to go. Feels <laughs> like. Bye. At Dublin Podcast. At Suzanne Bourne. I feel small. Tweet Bieber. Tweet Bieber. Tell him. Tell him we want him on the show. Yeah, he's our, we're big fans. <laughs> Some more than others. Turtles.